Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. It's Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson at Chef Service Thursday yeah, edition yeah. of the show. Don McLean joins us as well for the first hour. Hello. Lucky us. Hello, D. Woo! Woo! Steve, you screwed up. I did? Yeah. <laughs> I did. That's my fault. told everybody that the oh, opening ceremonies for the Beijing Olympics were going to happen last night. I mean, you mess up one major global event one time and you're labeled for life. Yes. It's usually on a Friday, right? They- and in fact, it's going to be on a Friday this year. Um, it's going to be tomorrow. Great. It's going to be tomorrow. That makes better sense. Even though the Olympics have already begun. Right. There was curling yesterday. There were some things that were going on. And so, you know how I always like to do my new thing. I, I'm just always interested in whatever my new thing is. And since a lot of you sticklers out there told me not to do a watermelon cleanse, well, now I'm bored out of my brain. So I've committed to watching the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. I'm going to be the Olympics correspondent. Uh, and I feel good great. about it. And without a watermelon cleanse. Watermelon no watermelon cleanse. cleanse. Watermelon cleanse. <laughs> no, everybody told me I was going to die or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to watch the Olympics. Yes, the, the opening ceremonies are tomorrow night. And maybe... So far, I'm the only person who seems interested in... I haven't spoken with the Olympics about anyone, and somebody said, Oh, yeah, man, I'm excited about watching them. I think the fact that there isn't uh, a packed house of people watching, that was a bummer during the Summer Olympics. It's just not as fun when there's not a crowd there. It's just not, and that's okay. But I'm going to attempt to get us all excited. Donna, are you going to be a sourpuss about the Olympics? Yes. Can't they put a virtual crowd in? (laughs) Like a green screen of a virtual crowd. Yeah. Just keep the sponsors on the wall. and Maybe an old school. You know, here's the nice thing. Black and white. Well, no, I was thinking, I was thinking of, you know, Don, when you used to play video games that were sports video games, and then they had the same people in the background, like, yeah. and just doing the same thing, clap, clap, arms in the air, clap. And they did that for the whole game, the yeah. whole time you were in the game. Something like that would be would be fun. But there's something about when they cut to the crowd and there's a live shot in person not at home which i'm sure they'll try to do but in person of the mother and father of the slalom skier who's about to go down and has a chance at gold they do i appreciate the storytelling aspect of the olympics that's what you need to get into them because when it's just who won who lost it can feel sort of stale and you're you know it's not like any of us know who the skiers are or the skaters are necessarily we need to be reminded and then they contextualize them so well. And then we go back to Olympic Village. And we're there in the broadcast center. It all has this... Somebody making love in the background. Done. Well. So I'm going to attempt to get us all excited <laughs> about the Olympics. <laughs> She's Don. completely tuned out. I don't know. I know. No, it takes me a second. It takes no, me a second. Yeah, no, I'm listening. It's going to be... Olympics. Woo! Go no, this is going to be... Don't, don't, don't patronize me. It's just you and me, Don. No, here's what's going to happen. The next two weeks, anytime there's an Olympic segment, 
It's okay. I already know it. It's going to be me having to try to convince Donna to be interested. And I accept that challenge. No, we're going to do what you do when we talk about Real Housewives or what Kenny does. Oh, pay bills. When the morning show talks about um, (laughs) RuPaul's um, drag race. Yeah. We're just going to go to the coffee pot. Yes. Maybe the water cooler. Grab a sandwich. Absolutely. It's a good time for me to go live on Instagram. Hey, guess what they're talking about? I'm doing a simul broadcast while you guys are talking about Real Housewives. It'll be just like that. So with that, here are 10 interesting fun facts about the Winter Olympics for us to all get excited because the opening ceremonies are tomorrow night. It's going to be 7 p.m. here local on NBC. The estimated budget of the Beijing Winter Olympics is $3.9 billion, which sounds like a lot of money. Not really. Well, get this. Way less than the record-setting 2014 Winter Games in Sochi, which cost an estimated $50 billion. Why? Because Russia don't care. You think Putin cares? And they said, sir, is there a limit? Oh, Oh, he wanted to make it seem like Russia was the premier land in the universe. Yeah, he said, can I be shirtless? On a horse. Yeah, anytime. (laughs) Or a Pegasus. The fact that that wasn't the opening ceremony, the final thing of Putin on a horse, topless, (laughs) and then shooting an arrow flame into the Olympic torch. And he's wearing one of those gold things on his head that are on top of all the buildings in Russia. (laughs) And whether or not the flaming arrow makes it, they just cut away to one making it, you know? (laughs) They cut away to a scene from the Hunger Games. And then you see Kim Jong-un in the background going, yes! (laughs) Oh, gosh. gosh. Uh, It's been 14 years since China has hosted the Olympics. The 2018 Summer Olympics were also in Beijing. Also, Beijing is now the only city to host both a Summer and Winter Olympics. Hmm. Okay. The Games will take place across 25 venues in Beijing and the neighboring city, Zhangjiakou. And all will be powered with 100% renewable energy. That's incredible. Five venues will be reused from the 2008 Summer Games. Do you remember the place where they swam during the uh, 2008 Beijing Summer Games? This is when Michael Phelps won eight gold medals in the same year. And it was always in like that cube place. Mm. It was the cube. And it was like, we're going back to the cube. And now the cube, I think it's like a, a gymnastics and play place in Beijing where people can go oh. and do things there. And I just thought, what a funny thing that now families can just go there. And this is where Michael Phelps made history. And they filled in the swimming pool. I think they filled in the, I think they did fill in the swimming pool. I'm not I can't verify that, guys. But oh. newsflash, I can't verify Jack that I talk about on this show. Zhang Jikau is more than three hours away from Beijing by car. So let's think here to Duluth. But just a 47-minute ride on the Intercity Railway, which is the world's first driverless high-speed railway. So Olympic Yee. athletes can get into the, the high-speed rail the and then train. go to, on the ghost train from Beijing to Zhang Jikau, And then they stay inside of, quote-unquote, the Olympic bubble. The mascot for the games, Donna, thank you for asking, is Bing Dwen Dwen, oh. the panda. Oh, cute. Oh, I wish it was Hello Kitty. <laughs> it's yeah, not. They do love Hello Kitty. You know, I got to tell you, I'm not really into pandas. I think they're overhyped. I think no, they're overhyped and they're, they're not as not. cute as the propaganda machine tells you they are. They are. What's cuter, a panda or a Grogu? Oh, Grogu. Grogu, for sure. Oh, my gosh.
That thing is so cute. Oh, my God. The little baby Yoda. 2,900 athletes are expected to attend the 2022 Olympic Games. How many? For, 20, uh, 2,900. 45.4% of those athletes will be women, which makes this the most gender-balanced Olympic Games <laughs> in history. Oh, yeah? You know, I was watching TV last night, and there was a guy, and it was I almost tried to record it because the guy was rubbing cream on his elbows. This is true. He was and rubbing Donna's cream on his elbows. Right Donna's putting her psoriasis cream on right now. now. Yeah. And Oh, and this guy was putting a prescription on, too. And he said something like, don't you love how sexy my elbows are? And I thought, this does, has Donna seen this? This is you. I haven't seen it. 91 countries will participate. It'll be a record 109 events across 15 different sports, including seven new events this year, including the women's monobob, which is a solo bobsledding event. You know what people never talk about? You know what people never talk about? (laughs) Menopause. Ain't that a bitch? (laughs) But what about the monobob? Yeah, you can't go from mono bob to menopause. I'm sorry. You said mono, I heard meno. (laughs) What's the mono bob again? You're just one person in a bobsled instead of six or something? Thank you, Don. Yeah. It's kind of like the luge. Isn't that what the luge is? That's actually the way to do it. Uh, The luge is just lying down, though, right? They should make pancake people pulling you down what if they had menopause as an olympic event (laughs) and now it's a tight shot here's judy judy (laughs) is having a microwave moment she's in a hot flash let's see if any sweat actually breaks she's been dealing with this for the better part of nine months now Uh karen just yelled at her children again (laughs) now that's not like karen if you know karen well that is not a typical performance from her she wishes she had done a little better yeah she wanted to talk to the manager. <laughs> we got to go. When we come back, uh, we'll get into things that make you go, huh? That's coming up next on Don and Steve on My Talk. Yeah, you say you'll work out in the morning. Then I'll get to it this afternoon. Definitely after dinner. And it never happens. I know. It's hard to stay motivated. And that's why I tell people, join the Y. They've got group exercise classes that give you fun, fitness, and accountability peer pressure i love it yeah you get cardio strength classes yoga and a bunch more get five dollar enrollment if you join the y by february 10th and 25 percent off dues through april sign up at ymcanorth.org hey good morning welcome back thanks for listening to the donna and steve show on my talk 1071 everything entertainment and mm-hmm. fun facts things that make you go Okay, this, oh, I forgot to play Wordle this morning. I was going to say this will wake Mm. your brain up. Wordle usually does that for me. Donna, did you play? I did. Got it in four. Got it in four. I'm starting to almost feel like I feel better if I get it, like the time. The time. I wish they tracked the time spent on it as well. Mm. Because the other day I got it in three, my Wordle, but I got it in less than a minute. Bang, bang, bang. Okay. Know what I mean, buddy? Yeah. It's fun to talk. What do you think is the only number where the letters spelling it out are in alphabetical order? Tap into the wordle part of your brain. So the question is what word, the only word that is a number. Let me do it again. What do you think is the only number where the letters spelling it out are in alphabetical order? Oh, like one, two, three, four, five, like that? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. One is the only number where the letters spelling it are in reverse alphabetical order. Mm. There is one number whose letters, when spelled out, are in alphabetical order. 
Dawn is going to her ghost hunting place. Her eyes are closed. She's visualizing it. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, Donna's writing something down um, here. You're, well, there's you're, a lot of numbers out there. I mean, are we going into the hundreds of thousands, or are we just one, two, not, three, four, five? It's not. It's not going to be uh, in the top ten, the first ten. Oh shoot, that's what I was just. But going but to but do. now jump up by tens. Do some quicker stuff there. Uh, let's see, twenty. No, I don't want to play anymore. Keep going. No. Come on, just two more. D word. Uh. 30. Nope, that's not right. That's not right. No, I don't want to play. Donna, you are so close. It's irritating. What would the next 10 have been? 40. And you got it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't figure out what she'd be like at a game night. Because she says that she's a super fun game person. She is. I've played games with her at the cabin. Yeah. Oh, she's totally different at the cabin, isn't she? She is. She is so fun. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Not that she isn't fun here. She's super fun here. But the uh-huh. fun ramps up to if I had said 11. That, <laughs> and if I said that at the cabin with her, she would just probably like, glug, glug, glug. I don't know. Let me let me think of one more. I want to say another number. And you guys tell me if it's still a number. It's not that bad. <laughs> Thank you. Hugh Jackman did not know that a wolverine was a real animal. Until he got to the set of X-Men, he thought his Wolverine character was based on a wolf, and so did I. Oh, no. Oh. I don't know if I'm firm that I knew that before I was today years old. Oh, really? What do you mean? So people are just out and about, and, hey, I saw a deer and a Wolverine. Yeah, they're very vicious. Aren't they small and chunky? Sorry. No. Are we fat shaming? No. Bigger than they're pretty big. Big badgers. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Just Google it. (laughs) Things are very mean. Oh really? Like don't even think about. Oh ew! I don't like that at all. It's like a part raccoon, part otter, part bear. Mm -hmm. Let me see here. It's got really big teeth and claws. Oh my gosh. Get the hell away. Where do you find them? Where are these? Where are they indigenous to? Um, Lunds and Byerly's. um, (laughs) Sometimes. With the cougars. (laughs) I mean, they... they... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this a-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. They the never woods. look like they're happy. No, they're out for blood. They look have the thick, claws. dark, oily fur, which is highly... Uh, it makes it highly resistant to frost, so it can stay out in the cold and kill you. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, man. Where do they live? Where? In the woods. But which woods? Let's Our just woods? go Costa Rica. There you go. Oh, no, wait a minute. Canada and Alaska. Do you say Costa? <laughs> or Costa, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone say Costa before. I'm just, I'm asking, I'm not judging. Bob Costa Rica. <laughs> Costa Rica. <laughs> Wolverines, Canada and Alaska. Get out of town. Uh, smaller populations in Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming. Oh, my gosh. Just right over there. They're all around us. Wow. 
Things wow. that make you go, hmm. Ransom payments are tax deductible. You just have to show something like a police report as proof of your loss. What? That's, no. <laughs> That's ridiculous. The word quarantine comes from the Italian words for 40 days. This dates back to when it was discovered that ships were infested with plague-carrying rats, and they were forced to wait outside of Venice for 40 days before coming ashore. Oh, okay. And finally, this. This is interesting. The writers of Curious George are Margaret and H.A. Ray. Get this. They were Jews living in Paris in 1940, and they fled right before the Nazis invaded. And they took their manuscript for Curious George with them. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that wild? Oh, my gosh. I'm reading that. The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Oh, it's like you turn another page. You think things are steadying out. And then someone, friends have to turn on friends in order to stay alive and people saying if i have to kill one jew to save 10 jews i'll do it these are jews saying this to other jews in these concentration camps it is really a uh a a powerful read maybe is the best way to describe it again that book is called the tattooist of auschwitz thank you when we come back oh it looks like cbs is doing a survivor type show but this time with celebrities who are those celebrities i'll give you the rundown when we come right back and also a real housewives uh of orange county held at gunpoint i'll tell you who that is all coming up next on my talk hey it's donna and steve on my talk 1071 everything entertainment john mcclain is with us too for a little while longer hey girl hey hey girl hey Boy, another freaky story coming out of the Real Housewives franchise. You guys hear about this? Yeah. No. Elizabeth Vargas is her name. She's from Real Housewives of Orange County. Do you watch, Dawn? I don't watch that one. That's the longest running one, though. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is so freaky. Um, Elizabeth Vargas is her name. She's one of the newest um, cast members. But also kicked off this last season i think i think you're right and i don't remember why i don't know she's lying she's kind of strange okay like she's filthy rich because she was married to this guy but nobody knows what she does or it's just really kind of weird but she was completely traumatized and probably lucky to be alive yeah she had this terrifying situation at her home which is in newport beach and what happened was she had briefly dated this guy in the area who then became obsessed with her. He would show up to her home. She would show up. He would show up to places where she frequented. And recently he started asking for money. Oh, yep, Red flag. Um, apparently she would occasionally help him out financially but then his financial demands started getting more and more aggressive. Was this after she broke up with him that she was giving him money? Do you know? I believe so. Okay. So we are told that she decided that she needed to call the police. She did that on Tuesday and she wanted to report him for extortion. Mm-hmm. And then she told the officers that she believed he would be coming to her house at some point during the day. So cops responded. They came to her home. They spoke to her and decided to watch the property from a distance. And then uh, the ex was still able to get inside somehow. He was armed. He roughed her up. He wouldn't let her leave. Yikes. 
um, the SWAT team was out there. What are they doing? I mean, they're trying to get this guy okay. out of there. Oh, I thought they just didn't know still. Um, no, they were like, okay, she's in there. She finally was able to exit. She was like in a robe, but the guy stayed inside the house. And it took a while longer before he surrendered. Oh, my gosh. Her longtime manager said that she is so shaken up and had an extremely traumatizing experience. But they credit the Newport Beach Police Department for saving her life. They did uh, charge a 33-year-old Ryan Gergati with assault, with a deadly weapon, burglary, nice. felon, in possession of a firearm, extortion, Holy smokes. Well, to punctuate the state of mind that he's in, you know, they say that when police enter the residence, they encounter him, the armed male suspect, who was still actively threatening the life of the victim with the police officers oh there. And, you know, in the pictures that you see, it's it's like guns drawn. Oof. I mean, and it is a situation. One of the Yikes. things about her home that I've noticed is like... It's a very busy area where she lives, and her balcony appears to be on the sidewalk. So her home is kind of easily accessible. Yeah, if you think of, if you've ever been to sort of the Newport Beach area, it's a bunch of stacked beach houses, one beside the other. And so it's not like when you live in Bel Air or Beverly Hills or even parts of the Hollywood Hills where you have gated entrances to your own private residence. Right. This is your beach living. And it is, it's like, knock, knock. Yeah, it's it's like townhomes. This is, where I grew up, it's kind of like that. Like, your door Mm -hmm. is right on the sidewalk. Right. And that's basically how hers is. Like, she could be sitting on her patio yeah and people are people can walk right up to her patio it's, yeah, that are like walking by walking their dogs is like that exactly in the French quarter right and right they, those homes are so expensive oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh it's like row houses mm-hmm. it's just crazy if you're just joining us by the way we're talking about elizabeth lynn vargas who is or was one of the members of real housewives of orange county who was held at gunpoint in her own house totally glad she's okay but Man, I mean, it was this. Then we had, um, what's her name from Connecticut? What's her name? Oh, oh God. Mm. Not Tinsley. Um, oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, no, Chrisley? No, from so Beverly I'm, Hills. I'm thinking Selling Sunset. Um, okay. <laughs> Look at you try to fit in. I'm trying, man. Um, oh, my God. She's got this you know. the annoying accent. Yes. I mean, but and her children were yeah. in the house. Um, mm. Oh, my oh God. Lord, Dory, so Dory, thank you. Dory. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we're glad she's okay. I just thought that was an interesting story. I was like, what is happening? Oh. My goodness. Yeah, Proceed that's... Proceed with caution. That You know, that's just so scary. That's what's so terrible about, you know, break-ins. Because then it's you're in your vulnerable place. You're in home. And then it never probably feels the same again. Because... Now this is where you remember this terrible thing happening, being violated, and this, yeah. this safety cocoon being violated. Yeah, it's um, it's some sad stuff. Yeah, I'm glad she's okay. Me too. Um, okay, how about this? Hang on, does that count as housewives talk for me? Yes, well done. Steve. Can I take a later segment off, no. or at least get spacey? Mm, let's see. What do we have coming up? Uh, I'm going to be talking about Taylor Swift. Great. And a new I'll... course on her coming up at ten. All right. So ten to ten oh four.
Stevie Boyd does a little online banking. <laughs> Stay productive. Okay. okay. All right. Tell me, were you guys Survivor fans? Oh, big time. I was too early on, and then I kind of fizzled out of it. Yeah, it's season 86 now. It doesn't have the same, but I, it was cultural phenomenon at the beginning. What I like about, let's say, Big Brother, for example, I don't need to be watching these strangers in a house. I loved Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, that to me it was the fun of it. So they're sort of doing a celebrity version of Survivor. It's called Beyond the Edge. It's coming up here next month, and it will include. Let's see all the contestants. Uh, We've got Jody Sweeten from Full House and Fuller House. Love Jody. NFL legends Ray Lewis and Mike Singletary. Oh, okay. We've got NBA star Meta World Peace. Oh, oh yeah, geez. he was on Celebrity Big Brother. I was going to say, I feel like he's been in this he's venue great. before. Okay. He must love it. Uh, supermodel Paulina Poritzkova. Oh. Oh, boy. I'm excited about that. We've got country artists Lauren Elena and Craig Morgan. Oh, They're you know, really Pap Pap. to reach in all areas here. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we've right, got every... Bachelor Colton Underwood. Oh, and then we've got Ebony from The Real Housewives of New York City. She's one of the most recent uh, additions to the show. I like hmm. her a lot. So they did, they used to do I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Yep. Which <laughs> Watched right. every the episode. Thing. And then they do it more in Britain. Like it continued on in Britain and it still goes on. It's a huge hit there. So I wonder what's different about I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Because they really didn't do many challenges. They just kind of sat around and tried to survive camp in the woods. I yeah. wonder if the, I wonder if the difference might be because when you when it's I'm a celebrity get me out of here they've already in the title they're telling you <laughs> they the point of tension right which is <laughs> I I my life's too good I don't need this junk I don't need the fame yeah. I'm leaving by whereas maybe even though I, I get it it'll be like celebrity survivor but maybe I feel like people who go to Survivor would be more into they're probably diehard fans of the show mm-hmm. and are interested in this kind of a challenge, maybe in a different way where I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, was like, can we convince these celebrities to do this and hang out for a while? And this is celebrities who almost want an opportunity to distance themselves from the cush life and experience a real challenge. I don't know why I'm defending this show the way that I am right now. You're probably going to put them through real challenges. I think so. And they're they're competing to earn money for charity and nobody gets voted out. There's okay. a bell that they can ring if things get too rough and they want to quit. Oh, a bell. Is they this... need to get rid of the bell. Does everyone get a ribbon, too? Probably. They got to get rid of the bell. <laughs> they did this in the jungles of Panama over two weeks. Nobody gets voted out is stupid. Wait, it only took two weeks? Yeah. Doesn't normal Survivor take like eight or oh, 12 weeks? As long as it takes. Yeah, if people lose like 75 months. pounds. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting... Wait, let me tell you more. At the end, the two celebrities who have earned the most go head-to-head, (laughs) head-to-head for one last prize for their cause. It's hosted by Mauro Ranallo. Not even Jeff Probst? No, this this guy's known for MMA and boxing matches. All right. I will watch this. wrestling for their end (laughs) challenge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't, That's I funny. was just, I, I, for no reason, as though I was in some sort of a debate class, yeah. just defended this show. And now I would like to withdraw everything I said. Inadmissible to the court, please. Because if it's only two weeks, the bell is a problem for me with Survivor. Jeff Probst isn't even hosting it. This is going to be 
too gimmicky. I was just trying to say it's not going to be gimmicky like the other one. The only thing that I will say is, remember when we were watching the show Dawn Alone? I love it, and I never even watched season two. It's just waiting there for oh, me. Oh, gosh. You got like six seasons that I are know. waiting for you. It's amazing. This is where people are just thrown out on a remote island in Vancouver. They have no contact with anybody. They run their own camera equipment. It's all them. <laughs> so but they good. they did have a walkie-talkie to say, I need to get out of here. It could be because they had an injury. They drew blood. They had an infection. They broke a leg. Something like that. I just don't. I, those people, I like having a walkie-talkie. It's life or death. But with this celebrity garbage, this is this is discomfort or comfort. So take the bell away. Yeah, yeah I agree with you about the bell. Get rid of the bell. And is it a bell like ding, 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 ding? Or is it like a gong? I bet you it's a bell like they would summon a butler. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I'm picturing. You know what I'm saying? Jeeves? Yes, precisely. <laughs> Get me out of here. Oh, my gosh. And it's presented by Ask Jeeves. Remember that search engine? <laughs> March 16th, yes. CBS, y'all. Okay. Um, in the meantime, here's a quick reminder. New month, new listener rewards. Uh, you can enter to win a complete line of Pour Moi Climate Smart Skin Care for all four seasons and places you travel. Fantastic. We've got Willow's Coffee. We've got gift cards. You can just go and check out everything up for grabs and listener rewards on our app, or you can go to mytalk1071.com, okay? Wonderful. Thank you. When we come back, uh, Donna found some news about Jeff Bezos. Apparently, Jeff Bezos has a really big blank. Can you fill in the blank? It's not what you're thinking. Get your head out of the gutter. We'll tell you what it is when we come back, Don and Steve, on my talk. Welcome back to the show, the Thursday edition of the Donna and Steve Experience on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. You mentioned Thursday. Of course, that gets me thinking ahead to hour three today uh, at 1130. Throwback Thursday music trivia. We yes, always do. Boy. Last week, we had a lot of fun with Finish the Lyric. So we're going back to that well. No. But hear me out, Donna. Hear me out. No. This is the 80s edition. Okay? Maybe. 80s edition. Last week it was 90s. <laughs> Didn't go well. I was giving hints that I thought were really good. You thought they were really terrible. Um, and we were so close, but so far on so many of them. So we'll see how we do today at 11.30. Throwback Thursday music trivia. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm going to hit this button. Okay, hey, fine. if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. <laughs> Jeff Bezos... I knew it was coming. (laughs) He has a humongous yacht. I feel good. I think I feel good about that. As long as he doesn't send me a picture of it. So, there's this. Just send back a bigger picture of a bigger yacht. I like that. That's a great idea. This is the Carnival Cruise Line. (laughs) Well, there's a historic bridge in the Netherlands that is being, get this, temporarily dismantled (laughs) so that Jeff Bezos and his giant yacht can get through. Can get through it. So, it's too tall. Yeah. To get through, so, and it's not a lift kind of bridge. 
So it is now. It is now. <laughs> You're gonna disassemble it so that he can get through. Does he have to come back through and they're just gonna leave it open? Yeah, this better be a one way trip here. It's the Coning Shaven Bridge in Rotterdam. I don't like all these Coning Shaven Bridge in Rotterdam. <laughs> it was built in nineteen twenty seven. It was decommissioned in 1994 and then declared a national monument. It underwent a major restoration in 2017, after which the city said it would remain intact going forward. That's beautiful. Oh, you looked it up, did you? Yeah. Uh, That's great. Coning Shaven Bridge. Yeah, that we need to rework. If they're going to dismantle mm. the bridge, let's dismantle the name. Let's come back with something better. The Bezos Bridge. Make Bezos pay for it. Oh, jeez. You know, it kind of does look like a lift bridge. It, look how yeah. tall it is. It's well, and, and I think it actually it, it, is, it is a, a lift, lift bridge, bridge, but it doesn't go high enough. But the problem is that Jeff Bezos built this largest sailing yacht in the world oh. because everything of his has got to be it's just it really feels it's ridiculous thirsty but he did that <laughs> yeah. in a nearby city and so he builds this giant thing there but the only way for it to get out into the world oh. it's got to go through the lift bridge area in somebody didn't measure and now but hopefully bezos is paying for the if bezos is paying for the bridge dismantling and offers them a little gratuity on the way out. Like, here's this a tip of sick. $17 million for your town. Listen, yeah. the price tag on nice. the boat itself yes. is a half a billion dollars. That is oh so gross God. to me. You remember when we were talking about this a few weeks ago during a an award-winning segment of Money Monday? <laughs> Limitarianism was a, a, a thing that we heard floated on a, an episode of CBS... Sunday, Sunday morning, morning. Mm-hmm. and it had to do with having a limit to how much people could make not socialism but is there a cap to what people can make is it a billion dollars is it five billion dollars because then you see things like this and it's like okay if you're if you're building a yacht that's worth half a billion dollars it just seems like seems a little crazy but then again he gives a lot of money too. I don't know what to think, guys. I don't have a billion dollars. Pap Pap wants it. Mm. Pap Pap would like to be under that moral test. Let's workshop that Pap Pap thing. <laughs> you don't just mind. like the Pappy the Conan shaven bridge. <laughs> Shave your cone. Is it because of the schmear? Schmear. It's the, or, I'm not not schmear. Yeah, Pap Pap. You know, it does conjure up <laughs> thoughts of you know stirrups. <laughs> I only grew up calling my grandfathers pap. To me, if someone calls their their grandfather grandfather or grandpa, I feel like okay, that's a little try hard. We've overwritten the script here. Pap, what up, pap? How about pop? I don't know how I feel about pop. What about Papa Mac? Because that's Papa what we call is that what you call him? Yeah, my dad and Aww, grandpa. Yeah, we have cute. we have Jeej and Pap, and then there's a great grandma. Who goes by Boo? Oh, I don't even remember the origins to that. I used to have a, a dog named Boo, fat to see yeah, pug, yeah. overweight. Um, oh. Donna, what did you call your grandparents? Grandpa, Grandma, Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa. Wow. What did you, Don? What did you call yours? Pap. Um, Pap, Pap, Mac or uh, Mac, uh, Pap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Papa Mac and Nana Mac. 
That's Papa pretty cool. Yes. I always so was just yeah. grandma and grandpa. And the other cousins in our family called one of our grandmas Nana. Nana? Or no. Nana? Not Nana, Nana. Nana, Nana, Nana. It's fun. You know, where I grew up, there's so many different um, nationalities of people. So, like, yes. my niece and nephews called their grandparents Nudge Mama and Nudge Papa. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then there's the Italians Nono and Nonu. And then yes. no, I'm sorry, no, not and no, no, I believe or no, no. And we, our children call um, Lou's dad uh, Aja, which is like an Indian mm-hmm. term for right. grandfather. Then there's the Polish Babsha, Babshu. And there's Opa, which yeah. is Greek, I think. Isn't that fun? It is fun. And interesting, too. Here's another thing in, uh, within the Indian culture, India, is like, um, so Lou has two sisters, Porvi and Ami, on the Indian side of her family. And they are not called Aunt Porvi and Aunt Ami. Instead, it's Ami Masi and Porvi Masi. And you say the name first and then the title. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? Those are the cutest names ever. Totally. say that? So cute. And Ami Ami. Ami is a pediatrician and married into a uh, family where the last name is Bear. She is a pediatrician named Ami Bear. Yeah, that's adorbs. Well, now let's give credit to the the other uh, the sister. Oh, Porvi. Porvi. Yeah, P U R V I. So everybody calls her Pervy. Oh, which is unfortunate. I think that's an American mix-up. Oh, you know. Sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. Steve. You're welcome. So cute. All right. Good night, guys. All right. Good oh. talking to everybody. <laughs> bye bye now. No, no, no. We're not going anywhere because I got to tell you a story. About Taylor Swift. You sure? Yes, I am. Don't go anywhere. You can take a course (laughs) on Taylor Swift. Not only that, so we've got some music news. Dawn's going to get the heck out of here. DJ Rock Lobster is going to come in. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ray Chill will be coming in as well. We've got a whole party going on here. Yeah, it's a whole thing. We'll get to Rocco's big night out. Rocco spent the night outside last night at a major sporting event that happened in St. Paul. He'll tell us about that at 1015. Uh, but we've got that Taylor Swift news. If you want to get your master's in Taylor, I guess, tell you where you can do that when we come back. And hey, don't forget, 1030 today, College of Pop Culture Knowledge coming Woo! up quick. You'll be able to play a pop culture trivia game. With us. Thanks so much for listening. Don, thank you. Have a great rest of your day. DJ Rock Dumpster coming in next. It's my time.